What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sports Card Strategy Show, episode 47. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com, the Sports Card Content Network, and I've got Kendall Lefty McKee, my co-host of the Sports Card Strategy Show. Kendall, good to see you. He's with uh, Wild Cards Box Breaks, NoOffSeason.com, and JustBaseball.com. Kendall, I know you're a little bit under the weather today, but I'm really, really glad that you've joined me. Other than that, how's everything going? It's going pretty good. I mean, it was a fun week of watching week one of the NFL. Um, there were some cool things going on in baseball, and uh, soccer was fun to watch. So all in all, good sports week. Sweet. Yeah. I want to welcome all the new listeners. We've started to go live at some different times. We've started to you know, grow slowly but surely. This is actually, we're into year two of the show. This, Like I said, this is episode 47. We've actually had... Um, 20 or so other episodes that are in the feed that cover other sports. So you'll see the soccer card strategy show, baseball card strategy show, football card strategy show, F1 card strategy show, basketball card strategy show. Um, so you'll see those little niche shows in the feed. If you're a new listener, we really appreciate you joining us. And uh, for all of our tried and true uh, community, uh, like our guy Toa, who says, good morning, gentlemen, good morning to everyone. Um, good morning, good afternoon, depending on when you're listening. You might be in the middle of the night. Um, we appreciate everyone watching and listening and participating. Ultimately, Kendall, that's what we want. We want show participation. So for those of you who are new to the show, you will find out from us, hopefully, that we are always open to feedback. We will be the first to say we don't know it all. Um, we have not been investing in cards and collecting cards for as long as many of you have uh there would just be no way to do that right like i'm 41 kendall can reveal his age if he wants to but basically like you know we we haven't been um i haven't been investing in sports cards all 41 of my years i just haven't um i've been really really uh in in it in the last two years i've been uh deep into the game going going deep digging deep uh researching creating content um kendall's been doing the same thing and uh we feel like we know uh enough to be confident in sharing our learning with all of you and we also have seen some gaps in some some sports card content it's a new industry right so there's going to be gaps there's going to be gaps in any industry especially a new industry and so we feel like we look at other shows we respect other shows but we want to be different than other shows so we try to fill in those gaps and that's the purpose of our show so so number one we don't know it all we learn from our audience we love our audience participation we want constructive criticism um and we want to improve and so that kind of leads me into my l of the week um, for those of you who are are a loyal audience member you're familiar with our our show format over the summer, we kind of revised our show format to be a little bit more organized. So we start with our L of the week. And um, by the way, before I before I get into the official show format for the day, I will say we may or may not be joined by a special guest or two. Um, we've been um, coordinating an appearance by both Chase and Cody Krim, the brothers from the Texas Roadshow Cards. Uh, for those of you familiar with Roadshow Cards and Jimmy in Kentucky, he actually owns several stores across the, the nation and, and might even be expanding internationally. 
So um, the Krim brothers are the ones that basically run the Texas uh, roadshow shop owned by Jimmy. And uh, we've had Chase on the podcast before. He's added great value and he's been someone who's given me some deals on some cards. So if Chase and Cody join, great. If not, we'll have them on another time. They're always welcome to join the show. So they've got the link and they may or may not join. But uh, Kendall, I'm going to jump into my L of the week. So my L of the week is being trolled. Um, this is something that probably has happened to just about everyone who's listen- who's listening right now in one way or another. Uh, believe it or not, we're all content creators, whether or not you've identified yourself as a content creator. If you're listening to the show, you are a content creator. You, um, you post pictures of cards or you've, you've, you've posted a question somewhere on a forum, on a Facebook group. If you've done that, you're a content creator. And so, um, not, nobody likes being trolled. You might, you might've had, you know, Chime in in the comments if you've had uh, an experience where you've asked a question or you've posted a picture or you know you've you've participated in a forum or a Facebook group or commented on Instagram or whatever Twitter and someone has been mean to you. I mean I don't know any other way to say it. Like I sound I sound like a little kid when I say it, but basically someone has been mean to you. Um, and so my my experience recently is and for those of you who who are familiar with the show. I really don't have a problem kind of showing things um, from, you know, being fully transparent about things that are going on. So Kendall and I uh, broadcasted episode five of the soccer card strategy show on Friday. We both feel pretty good about it. Now I made a comment on the show that I think we're the best sports card podcast. In hindsight, I think I might have set myself up to be trolled by saying (laughs) that. So, uh, Shame on me for saying that. But that comes from a place of what I said earlier, which is we've identified some gaps. We feel like we're doing a good job. And I use some hyperbole on Friday by saying, I think we're the best sports card podcast. Um, I'm going to stand by that statement just because, um, you know, we're in episode 47. That's a lot of episodes. So we have a lot of reps at this and I feel like we're getting really good. Now, could we be better? Absolutely. Do we want feedback? Absolutely. Please give it to us. Um, am I going to maybe get trolled more? Sure. Fine. Like I'm going to deal with that. I'm not used to it. I guess that's part of our audience growing. I don't know. Um, but basically let me be very specific. Um, there was an Instagram user, um, lafc.gooner uh is his handle and uh he's got a lot of he's got a lot of um followers he seems like a really legit collector of soccer cards um he says congratulations your show is literally the worst show i've ever heard in my life how do you have the audacity to charge people for your service you're so fraudulent it's actually hilarious but in reality you both should be ashamed of yourselves now i want to pause and just kind of give some context here because first of all this this comment came out this dm to me came out like probably within five or six minutes of after I posted the show on Anchor, which is where I air. So we go live and then I immediately download the audio recording and upload it to Anchor. Now it takes Anchor probably two or three minutes to get it onto Apple, Spotify, and other podcasts. So I found it very curious. Like did this guy, like he, if he listened to the entire show, he had to have, 
listen to it on double speed maybe but then so what i'm trying or he could have been watching it live that's what i was gonna say in hindsight he was watching it live because i i was like really trying i'm not gonna like walk you guys through this entire exchange with this guy but the point is like i was trying to get feedback from him so that we could improve he kept basically telling me that I suck at life and that I shouldn't be doing this and that I should be ashamed of myself and that it wasn't worth his time to elaborate or to give me any detail at all um, as to how we could improve our show. The only thing that he did say that, um, you know, and you guys can probably pause this video if you want to read his comments, but no, he didn't even, okay. He's the only thing he did. Um, he did say is, Neymar struggling, Lewandowski not playing, hilarious. I don't know. I went back and listened to the show twice, and I heard Kendall say, "I heard Kendall do nothing but give Lewandowski props, and myself give Lewandowski props." We did say that that you should sell him because that's a smart investment move. So I want to like, okay, let's time out real quick on the feedback from this user. Let's go back to the purpose of our show. The purpose of all of our shows on this network is not to really talk about our collections. It's not really to talk about being a sports card collector. That's fine. There's going to be some times when Kendall or I or a guest talk about a collect a collecting or a PC or, you know, that, that kind of content, like, of course it's going to come up, but the purpose of this show, what we're focused on, what we're researching, what we're talking about, what we're trying to provide value on both on the shows on the network and on the website, nooffseason.com is how to make money flipping sports cards. So if we're talking about Neymar not being the top guy for either Brazil or uh, PSG anymore, and we're talking about Lewandowski as a sell, it's because Lewandowski has like a ridiculous amount of goals in the beginning of the La Liga and Champions League season, and there will be no better time to crystallize those investments than now. So LAFC Gooner, maybe you misunderstood, maybe you didn't, and you still think we're idiots, and that's totally fine, but I just want to address uh, what it's like to be trolled uh, let us know if you've been trolled. Uh, let us know if you think we could be doing something better um, with our shows. And I would just like to say that we will always be open to constructive criticism, um, but I would really, really appreciate it as we grow our audience if new people come in and try to uh, disagree with what we say rather than tell us that we're the scum of the earth and that we're pieces of shit because that's basically what this guy did. Now, the other thing is I will say, uh, I, I will give some props to this guy, um, PKM Cards. I'm going to give Kendall, obviously, an opportunity to talk about this and I'll take some of your comments um, on this L of the week. It's a loaded L of the week here. Um, but I want to get through my stuff first, so I'll, I'll, I'll get there. Um, PKM Cards, within minutes of when um, LAFC Gooner messaged me. I screenshotted LAFC Gooner's hate troll message. And I tried to make light of it. Like, I don't know what to do in these situations, right? I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally walking to my son's baseball practice. I'm feeling good about the show. I'm feeling good about the weekend starting. I get this hate 
message on Instagram, this DM from this gooner guy. And I don't know what to do. Like now I'm like shooken up, you know, I'm like, what's going on here? So I try to make light of it and I screenshot it and I just say, and I'm trying to kind of make fun of myself. And I say, I guess everyone's not a fan, smiley face and put it up on my Instagram story at sports card strategy. And I, and I, I tagged Kendall and I tagged the guy. I tagged the Gooner guy. Um, and so PKM cards who actually has like, let's see, this dude is legit. He has 32.4 thousand followers. PKM cards underscore FUT for football, right? So he messages me and basically starts kind of a tone. His tone is like Gooner's tone. So I don't love it, but, but he, but to give him credit, he actually goes through and even though he's ripping on me for having a premium product um, and, and totally disagreeing with my entire business model, my entire approach to everything, he does eventually say, um, let's see. He basically tells us we shouldn't have a, a soccer card podcast. You can do the research. I'm not going to, I said, I said, please. Um, so he says something like, this is where I, I was really confused by this. And I went back and listened to the show multiple times. He says something about like, what if one of your listeners bought an Anthony rookie cup card thinking it was a rookie card? He goes, why didn't you clap back when he said Anthony's card was a rookie that wasn't or that Lewandowski won't get playing time when he starts every game and has been scoring for fun or that when he said Neymar is an afterthought and he's currently having one of the most, one of the craziest, most amazing starts to a season ever had. So I'm just like trying to acknowledge that this guy's heated, trying to win him over. And I say, great feedback. I appreciate it. He says, after I say that, he goes, this response just proves you don't care to actually give correct knowledge to your user base. I'm think so I say, not true. Been very apparent, been very transparent about my soccer knowledge. I'm a basketball and football guy. Kendall and I team up to talk about soccer cards regularly, and we admit we don't know at all. So sorry I rubbed you the wrong way. Anyway, he just kind of keeps egging me on and egging me on. That's fine. I appreciate it. But dude, like we didn't say any of that. So I said to him, like, if we said that, please let us know. Please let us know where we went wrong. We'll, 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 you know, we'll issue corrections. We'll give the correct information. We don't know everything. We always say we don't know everything. And he's just basically like, nah, I'm good. You guys can do the research. Um, so I just, I just kind of am doing the best I can with this. And um, it, is, it is new to me to get this. Uh, as you can probably tell, but that is kind of why I wanted to welcome the new listeners in with sort of the purpose of the show. Um, the purpose of the show is that it's not to kind of come on and talk about all these different sports in the niche shows. And it's not to talk on the sports card strategy flagship show about, um, which, which card from the 1986 Don Russ baseball set is the best designed card or, you know, have like this trivia crap. It's about, um, sports card investing, sports card flipping, how to make money. And that's what we follow. Um, so I, I think I could be wrong and I really would like the audience feedback on this. I think maybe what happened on Friday's show, cause I, I took the weekend to really reflect on this 
is I think that because I'm a newbie to soccer card investing and I have a show, the soccer card strategy show with Kendall. Um, I think people who focus on soccer, a couple guys, let's isolate it to just, let's say what it is. It's just two people who focus on soccer and know a lot more than I will ever know about soccer, the sport and the cards of soccer took exception to me having a soccer card show and giving soccer card strategy advice. When the reality is I follow how to make money on soccer cards. That's one of the things that I follow consistently. So I will defend myself on my own show and say, you know, back off a little bit. Um, and if you want to come at me, like give me some constructive criticism and, and would you, would you approach me? Like if we met at the national, like what if we meet at the national dude? Like, what if you and I meet at the national, are you going to talk to me like this? Really? I mean, come on. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here in the hobby with this crap? You know, like I want to be nice. I want to be respectful. I haven't always been, I will be the first to admit that, but that's, that's what I want to be moving forward. And that's what I will try to be with everyone. And you see me in my DMS here still trying to be nice to the people. Um, and they're still being assholes. So, I mean, I would like to know the re the purpose of me talking about this is because a, I think we all deal with it. I would like to know if you all deal with it. I would like to know how you deal with it. I would like to know how you think I should deal with it. Um, and I would like to improve the show. So let me know what you think. I'm done. Kendall, you're up. <laughs> no, <clears throat> I think this is, um, it's unique because, you know, like obviously we've both stated that um, soccer is not our, like, it's not in our wheelhouse, I guess, like originally, but we're both spent a ton of time in it in the past couple of months, you know, in a, about a year or so. And um, soccer is also unique because there's literally stuff going on all over the world like it's not like you just have to watch the mlb or you just have to watch the nfl you know like no you have to watch the mls and the epl and la liga and you know liga and you know it's it's all over the place and then even beyond that it's like where they're at with their national teams it's just it's a difficult market and um for those of you that have been in it for years and years like that's fantastic. I hope to be there someday. Um, I hope to have as much knowledge as you down the road. But the fact of the matter is I'm making good turns on soccer cards. <laughs> so uh, I kind of don't care what you think because I've been making good money doing it. So, um, But all that to say, like I, I really do value constructive criticism. Um, I, I do because I think that's where we get somewhere and I've always lived by a, uh, a moniker of like, you're never as good as you can be without a coach. And in some way, constructive criticism is coaching. And you know that, I mean, we're, Paul and I are kind of out here just like bearing our opinions and bearing ourselves, but you know, like we're, we're bold enough to put ourselves out there. You know, like a lot of people would just be like, Oh, I don't know a lot. I'm not going to speak on it until I know everything. And you're just never going to know everything. And so if you wait till you're 100% ready to do something, you're never going to do it. And um, so 
sorry you don't you didn't like our content. I'm sorry that you took what I was saying about Neymar and Lewandowski um, differently than I meant it. Um, but I don't know what you meant about Lewandowski because I was saying that he's been playing great. And for like with Barcelona, he's had a ton of goals. I just said he was old. <laughs> I was, and I, I think if I remember correctly, I said you should sell now and then buy back in because he's approaching goat status. So yeah, I, mean, I know I, I listened to what you said about Lewandowski twice, like very carefully and Anthony and Neymar. And, uh, yeah, it was just now I know that Anthony's Anthony's most recent um cards and tops does have the rookie cup logo and and that's not really what I was talking about. So um I think we were referencing Obsidian anyway, so I don't know. Anyway, I'm okay with it, but at the same time, you know, like I, I wouldn't say I would not say I'm more confident than when when I did it before. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. like um any media is good media, so yeah i mean kendall you you are phenomenal in that like your immediate response was like hey can you actually try to find out why (laughs) why why they didn't like the show and i and that's why i like creating content with you and working with you because you're really well intended around like you know um you kind of balance me out so we've got some great uh feedback here from the crew uh the the loyal audience we've got greeny green who we love saying, if I don't like a YouTube channel, I just don't watch. Who has the time to be emailing channels they don't like? That's weirdo behavior, if you ask me. Totally agree with that. Had that thought over the weekend, Greeny Green, same page. Um, Toa says, Toa adds, nothing you may ever, you may never be enough for them. Basically, what you add may never be enough for them. Just keep moving forward. And then, but I think what Toa says here really is true. And this is what I what I think I learned, um, I thought it might be true, but I just kind of didn't want to believe it. Cause I think it's like sad. Um, I think it's like sad, um, like ex-boyfriend behavior, <laughs> like mad ex-boyfriend behavior is like, uh, hobbyists are very protective against investors and content of that nature. Expect that if you're creating content from this angle, I think you're right. Toa. I mean, that's, that was my thought. And part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation on the show with you guys um, is because I just wanted to wanted to hear that from somebody else. Um, and I think it's like just weird ex-boyfriend behavior. I'm going to take a few more comments here and then we'll move on to, to my W of the week. So this is going to cover my face if you're watching. But um, these guys are looking to get you upset because they want the attention. I'm highly confident if you did meet them face to face, they wouldn't even come close to speaking to you like that face to face. I agree. Yeah. I personally think if someone is coming after you like that aggressive and nasty, don't even give them attention and you could block them. Yeah. I think that's what I will probably do next time. I just, my gut reaction now, it it wasn't always like this, but my gut reaction now is like to try and win them over, you know, like, and not win them over in, in the sense of like, um, in like the business way, win them over, but in the sense of like, we can all be friends. We can all get along. Like we're doing the same thing here. We're talking about soccer cards. Like, why does this have to be, you know, like, can't we just get along? And Kendall's gut reaction is like, Hey, can we learn from this? And so I think like, but I think we might just need to block them because you see the, the more I try to be nice, the more angry they get. So then it's like, all right, well, this is, this means a lot to me, honestly. Okay. You read this one, Kendall. Uh, he says, I may give you all a little hell on occasion, but I think you both trying to seek knowledge and have open discussion. These are what makes your show interesting. Keep your heads up, gentlemen. 
so Southern Soccer Idiot was has always been somebody who's spoken truth to us, but also been a guy that's like just come back over and over and had good discussion with us. And then there were a couple, there was um, times early on that, you know, in my nervousness of putting out my first soccer show, I was mispronouncing names and saying names wrong and stuff like that. And that's on me, man. Like, it's just, you know, sometimes it's intimidating to put out something saying, having a take on something sometimes is rough in the internet. And, uh, you know, and, 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 Sometimes it's it's easier just to be silent and not to have a take at all. But what kind of life is that? You know, and so yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, so awesome. Southern Soccer, I really appreciate it. Um, you've been a uh, a good support system for us, and and uh, that means a lot to me. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. And I actually um, really really glad that all of you just commented so thank you to everyone who just commented i have a ton of respect for all of you and um 99.999 percent of everyone who listens to the show um i did reach out to soccer cards united and ty from card talk because they're they're two pieces of soccer content that i consume you know card talk doesn't really talk a lot about soccer but it's it's obvious to anyone who listens to card talk that Ty is a, is a soccer. Um, that's his main PC. And so, um, I did sort of DM, I did, well, not sort of DM. I DM'd each of them, the show on both IG and Twitter and asked them, will you please listen to this episode and give, give me your honest feedback on our soccer card show. And I gave them the context that I gave all of you. So we'll see what they say. I'd love to have SSI on. I'd love to have, um, Anybody on Kendall too, like Kendall, Kendall on, on the niche shows, the baseball and soccer show that he does. He wants to have people on, you know, people, people that have knowledge, uh, things to add discussions to have just like SSI. So, um, all right. Well, uh, I do have go. an L of the week outside of that. If let's that's go to okay. your L of the week. And then before, before we go to my, I was going to say we would do my W and then your, and then your W and your L, but let, let's go to your L. Go ahead. Let's do it. Um, Okay, so like, I'm just gonna go ahead and like just put that behind us for now, and just say like, cool. Now we're entering our regular episode, and I'm there are things I'm excited about. There's a lot of things that happened this week and this weekend that are really important to the card industry. But I think the number one L, and not for me personally, because as you guys know, I don't collect football cards. But a big deal is Dak Prescott having a hand injury last night is huge. He's gonna be out for six to eight weeks. I think that kills his card market for a lot of people that really expected him to come on the scene this year and and kind of uh, I mean there were Andy and I had talked about him being a potential buy this summer like you know and then he comes out straight out of the gate um, in uh, in this week one matchup against Brady and it was like the perfect opportunity for Dak to show off you know and and the first quarter was just slow on both sides and both of them were kind of, you know, figuring stuff out. And even up until halftime, it was just like, man, something this game just kind of boring. And uh, it, I saw that that um, Brady was obviously playing better than Dak at the time. But at the same time, like Dak's got a whole new regime of receivers outside of CeeDee Lamb. Like um, he doesn't have Amari Cooper to throw to. And um, 
I mean, he does have Dalton Schultz. I will say that. And it, the running back situation with him trying to work with Tony Pollard and with Ezekiel Elliott this year, I mean, there's just a lot of new stuff. But I also think McCarthy is not, probably not the guy in Dallas that you want there. I think they'll eventually make that um, that that move to Sean Payton. Uh, that I don't know anything. I just figured that that's I think that the that's the cowboy ish move to do. But um, but Dak going out for six to eight weeks is is, is tough, you know, and um, that's tough for the card industry. That's tough for fantasy industry. That's tough for the NFL um, for a guy that really um, at one point had the largest uh, contract, which now I think is like 12th uh, in two years. But it's just crazy. But um, so my L of the week is Dak having a thumb injury and needing surgery. Yeah, we we moved Dak immediately down our sports card investment board out of our top 50. And I think he's down to number 38 uh, in the football card rankings. We updated all of our football card rankings um, and, and a lot of soccer. We updated a lot of stuff uh, today. So check it out. For those of you who um, aren't a premium member yet, I've got a promotion going to go premium free for a year. So hit me up at Paul at nooffseason.com and I'm going to hook you up with the information Email me at paul at nooffseason.com if you're not a premium member. I'm going to get you the information of how we can get you in as a uh, free premium member for a year. Um, Then you can check out what I'm talking about with Dak. But Kendall usually brings up a good point uh, when players get injured like this, that sometimes it's a buying opportunity. And we do do include that in our write-up for Dak. I do think like... I do think there could be a buying opportunity should prices drop considerably while he's out. Um, I agree with Kendall that it's a huge L for the NFL. It's a huge L for cards. There's a lot of, a lot of people invested in Dak. I told a lot of people, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the risky part of doing what we do is like, I was high on Dak. I was hugely high on Dak. I had him number 20 overall. I had him number four over the, I think it was number four overall before I moved him down to 38 today um, in our football card ranking. So we were wrong about Dak. We were wrong about Dak because of the injury, but, but that's not an excuse. I mean, we even had in our write-up, like under the risk section of the write-up, like injury, like it's a legitimate well, risk. And I also think you don't buy, you don't, okay. You don't not buy cards because of a fear of injury. Cause that, I mean, honestly, that's just, that's, I mean, I guess there well, could be a situation. Play, you don't play. You don't make the play expecting an injury. injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like that's that's too conservative. I think uh, you know, like to actually make like to make it real. You know, then it, it, it's too conservative to worry about an injury pre-injury. Now, when it happens, you're just like, you know, you just take that L and you keep moving, and hopefully, you've had another, uh, you've had enough wins that you know from time to time when there is an injury. It just happens. Now, there were a lot of injuries yesterday. You know, there's quite a bit of stuff that happened in the NFL yesterday. And Najee just Harris a quick going note, Just a quick note. When TJ Watt tore his pec, yeah. I, I was watching the game with Max, and uh, I saw TJ Watt immediately. Uh, I read his lips immediately, and, he, and I could see him say to the trainer, I tore my pec. And I told Max, and... Uh, and so then today, I don't know if it's been announced as official yet, but yeah. I saw NFL.com said that that's likely that he tore his pec. So I think like what I was going to add to your deck, uh, L of the week is that 
you kind of made me think of this. I think if you own big deck cards or you bought big deck cards over the last year, you know, you knew that this was possible. You weren't hoping for it, but you had a plan. I hope you had a plan. Um, and if you didn't have a plan, I think Kendall and I can probably help you with that. Um, I think there still could be a plan for DAC uh, card owners if you own big DAC cards. Um, if you own smaller DAC cards, um, I mean, I think you just kind of, I think it's pretty simple. I think he's going to come back and he's going to have, he's going to have some good games. Um, yeah. Hopefully later on this year. And I think, I think what sucks is that the Cowboys playoff chances are now in jeopardy and um, with an injury like this. And so we'll see what happens, but I, I think you got to be really good. It could be a really good buying opportunity for Carson Wentz and for, um, uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts. I played think. really good, uh, or better than expected. I think, um, really good. Maybe not <laughs> better than expected is what I'm going to say. And, um, it could be a buying opportunity for those guys, considering one of them is probably going to make the playoffs. If, uh, if it, it, I mean, if unless Cooper Rush comes out and does well, which could be a good buying opportunity as well with Cooper Rush, there's probably going to be a bunch of people that. Um, are going to dig in their treasure troves and find some old Cooper Rush cards. Now, Cooper Rush yeah. cards have moved before, um, obviously, yeah. with last year, going down last year. So yeah. um, maybe it's a good opportunity to get out of Cooper Rush if you bought him last year. So uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about that coming up uh, for sure. So, but yeah, that's an L. That's an L. All right, so my W of the week is... Um, I got a lot of them actually. So I'm excited to talk about my W's of the week. One of them is going to seem like I'm kind of making up for my L of the week, but I had it. I promise to all of you. I put, start putting my show agenda together earlier, early uh, in the, in the previous week. And before I even had an L of the week, I had this as my W of the week. Uh, this comment on the YouTube video for, uh, the last episode, episode 46 from Peter Howell. Hey, you guys are the shit. No questions asked. I don't know if this works right, but you were, <laughs> I love this. I don't know if this works right, but you guys are the Gretzky of podcasts. What I mean, <laughs> what I mean is far surpassed the competition. The next in line can't even be in the same conversation. Like, I think it's like the 1990-1991 hockey season. I want to say Gretzky has like 20 cards in each set because he owns every stat. You guys don't change, and your guests are always great as well. If anyone says any different, they must not be able to see, hear, or even braille sports. I hope the show <laughs> never ends, and I'm not into all your topics, but you keep it interesting, and you have me widening my investment scope for sure. You guys are always well-informed. And even if you don't know, you find out instead of trying to look good or bullshit us. I don't know about everyone else, but as far as I'm concerned, I have way more respect for you guys both for that. You don't try to be something that you're not. Just keep it real. Thanks so much for that. God bless and best wishes to you and yours guys. Um, yeah. So thank you, Peter Howell. Uh, that is not my, that is not like a, a finsta, a fin, fin, a fin tube, a food tube, uh, for me, that is actually a real person. So I appreciate that. Is that um, your burner account? <laughs> it's not my burner account. It's not, it's not my mom or dad or anyone in my family or any of my friends, because I don't think anyone that knows me outside of this show, um, cares about 
the fact that I'm doing the show, I don't think I get any family or friend support. Sorry, but I don't think I do. Anyway, um, I'm just kind of kidding, but not really. Um, and then and then we got guys like Isaac Sharp and Pack Rip Mahomes who are just like being quality people on Instagram, complimenting the show, talking about trying to meet up at the at the London Card Show. So I appreciate that. That's good stuff. Um, look forward to meeting you guys. And um, all right, so another W of the week, though. I told you I got a lot of them here. Another W of the week. You know I love our guy Andy Kaysen. You know, like I jock him. I talk about him all the time. Um, but let's just call it like it is. Like I, my lift. This is my literal <laughs> W of the week. My literal W of the week is I whooped him. Well, I didn't really whoop him. I only won by eight points, but I beat. The FF Card Quest. This is the Fantasy Football Card Quest. Andy Kaysen. I love you, but I beat you in week one, and I'm really pumped about that. So one of my W of the week is uh, is going 1-0 in the Card Content Creator Bowl. We got a lot of other good dudes in here. Lou Janu, Carter, uh, Bryant, uh, Ziggy No. Ziggy No's in here. Ziggy, are you in the chat yet? No, he's not, but he, he, he might be. Uh, Ziggy normally uh, chimes into the chat. Kendall, give me your take on this league real quick before I go to my other W of the week. You were on Andy's live stream here and everything like that. Um, what do you, How'd you do in this league in week one? I didn't check it out yet. But yeah, go I got second to last uh, in terms okay. of points. So not a great week for you, boy. Uh, Joe Burrow, I have Joe Burrow and T. Higgins as a cat stack. Joe Burrow had five turnovers on the day and T Higgins is out with a concussion. And then I started Mike Williams, who is a sneaky pick. And then he only got two for two receptions for 10 yards. Like the fact that I have Zay Jones starting for me and he outscored everybody, but Dalvin cook and Deandre Swift. Uh, I mean, and Joe Burrow chase Edmonds didn't even score as much as him. And I was just like, I also had to start Tolbert because like some, uh, some injuries, and because Lazard is out and I got Michael. G anyway, it was a wreck for me, dude. It's not looking good. Uh, I had Cam Akers score zero points and Tolbert score zero points on the week. It was just rough. Yeah. Like negative points for interceptions with Burrow. He had four of them. He had a fumble. Um, yeah. Wasted effort by uh, DeAndre Swift. Sorry about that. Higgins, like you said, Higgins going down with injury. I had him in another league. That was rough. Let us know how you guys are doing. Higgins, Tolbert, and Acres just killing Higgins, me. Higgins, Tolbert, and Acres. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. And so my bench team, is my bench. I didn't bench anybody that played well either. Team so, Lefty McKee is struggling already uh, out the gate, and and I, which sucks because like this is funny, but on Andy's show, on live stream, I said, "Hey, I just want you to know, I used your uh, fantasy car or uh, the draft kit." And literally didn't take any emotion into it and just drafted whoever was there until like the 15th round. And so I was like, so, hey, if I lose, hey. Andy, Andy kind of loses. Man, slamming the draft kit. Kendall's just <laughs> slamming, <laughs> slamming uh, the draft I'm just kit. trying to find a scapegoat. That's great. I love it. We all got to find scapegoats in fantasy. That's what it's all about. So um, we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about this league. We'd love to have Lou Janu on the show. I talked to him at um, the national. He said he's going to come on the show. And so he's in this league. So my hope is that 
um, we can get him on and maybe we can just talk real quick about the league. But he's a lot of these matchups are still ongoing, right? Because this is Monday and there's still one more game to go. But Andy and I are done. We're done. No, nobody has any players left. I triple checked that beforehand. I was a little bit nervous because I benched Devin Duvern. I, I was literally about to start Devin Duvernay over Russell Gage. That would have been a huge win for me. Uh, I still won anyway. And then when I'd never thought about Wentz over Lawrence, but obviously next week I'm going to think about that. Yeah. Look at the matchups. So anyway, team no offseason.com. I don't know how long we can keep this up, but uh, to beat, to beat team FF card quest in week one, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's a, that's um, a big dub for you, man. Big, that's dub. a big, that's a big dub real quick before we get to my last uh, W of the week. Um, thanks everybody uh, commenting. So, Oh, my shoes. Good morning to you. Um, Welcome to the show, Broad Street Gems. Welcome to you. Uh, you make a great couple great comments about the Dak uh, discussion that we just had, being about QBs in the NFL. Um, yeah, the cowboy the cowboy QB market is always going to be strong. So um, stick with us. Chime in here in a second because we're gonna we're gonna talk about Cooper Rush here in a second. But first, I gotta um, talk about getting my PSA grades back. So nice. Um, Figured this would be worth talking about on the show. So when economy opened back up at $30 a card in June, I submitted uh, 23 more cards. This was a card submission direct from my PWCC vault. The risk I took is that I had never seen these cards in person. I'd only seen photos from eBay and photos uh, from the vault. So I, I took a risk. And sometimes, I'll be honest, the the um the decision is that since I can only sell currently from my vault, sometimes people will send me a raw card with like some BS blue tape on the top that's like covering the photo that's like covering the player's head or something. So um I can't really like use that photo and list it on eBay. So sometimes I'm like I'm gonna grade this just because I know it's gonna come back in a PSA slab and then PWCC is going to take a good high-res photo of it and I'll have a high-res photo. So I'm not going to do that like with at a $50 level or something, but I think all of these cards were pretty much legit to grade at the $30 level, but just kind of a disclaimer. So, okay, the Malik Tillman Gold Refractor Tops Merlin Rookie Auto out of 50. Uh, sick card, got a nine. So... Um, not horrible, could have been worse. Was really, really hoping for the 10 on that because that would have been a lot more, a lot more profit. But we'll see. Um, a Eunice Musa uh, 2020 Panini Cro Chronicles Don Russ rated rookie got a 10. So I think that probably needed to get a 10 in order to be um, something that could be super liquid. Another Musa Mosaic La Liga uh, rookie got a six. So what I might do is include that as a free card uh when i sell the musa 10 and just surprise the person uh, i've been doing that a lot on um i've been doing that a lot on my ebay sales if it's like a a card that i'm having trouble selling i'll just include it as like a free bonus card and it's really gone over well some oscar piastri that i got kendall i got Let's two tens go. one on a refractor uh one on a purple checker ref refractor out of refractor out of top reflector reflector everybody troll me troll me on the reflector call um i got a, a you know eight. what those cards are running for those piastris 
Um, off the top of my head, the refractor PSA 10 is probably going to go for about 170. If I sold it now, if I wait, maybe until he, it just obviously like when the F1 season starts and he's actually racing an F1, that'll be like, the discussion is like, do I wait till then? Um, probably, um, the purple checker flag refractor, which is hard to say 10. I'm excited about that being a 10. I would guess that would go a little bit uh, for a little bit more because I think that's a um, smaller number of a short print than the regular refractor. Don't quote me on that. I'm not looking at the checklist, but I think it is. Um, it's a better looking card in my opinion. Um, the autograph refractor out of 400 got an eight. I think that's probably going to unfortunately go for around 500 now. Um, unless you know he comes out of the gate. If I wait and he comes out of the gate, next year and starts to light it up and like podium, then um, that would go for maybe double or triple that. But uh, the Aqua is not a Chrome card that got a nine. That is a a numbered, uh, that is a serial numbered card. And then just a regular checker flag out of tops got a nine. Um, I submitted a couple tops Chrome overtime elite uh, rookie auto a gold ray wave refractor. So for you basketball guys and girls, there's uh, the Thompson twins. I've talked about them real quick on, uh, on the show uh, earlier episode of the show. The Thompson twins are probably going to be lottery picks. They're in the overtime elite league, um, but they, they're going to challenge Victor Wembenyama for the number one overall pick. Hopefully he is and saucy, man. I've been watching some video on him, some Wembenyama video. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't home grin himself. Right. Okay. Shots Sorry. fired. I caught a stray right there. You caught a stray. Sorry, Kendall. That was that was mean. It was intentional by me. It was mean. It was um, mean, it, but it was intentional. It, it was mean and intentional. <laughs> Amen. Thompson got a nine and Asar got a 10. Asar is probably the higher rated one of, of the two right now. Nice. But Amen has a cooler name, in my opinion. So Amen. who knows what will happen with him? Rares up. But a nine and a 10. Uh, for the Thompson twins, Becky Hammond, who we've actually spent some time talking Becky. about. On the show. I did not think this card was going to get a 10. This is a prism autograph, Becky Hammond in a silver stars Jersey out of a uh, 2021 prism WNBA that got a 10. My guy, back Kate, at your vault already. These they're going to ship to my vault probably tomorrow. PSA ships them like almost right away. Because so when they meant Justin Jefferson is nice right now. He had a hell of a week. I got super pumped to see this. So we'll skip down to that. So the 10, so Sorry. the next, the next 10 after Becky is a Justin Jefferson laser, yellow laser prism. That's huge. Um, so that I bought raw for like 20 bucks off a guy on Instagram. There was MVP yeah. chance last night in the, in the crowd. For him. I'm pumped about that card. I should have that card probably in the vault curated in the next week. So I should be able to list that. Yeah. Hopefully at good. a really prime time to list it. So a Justin Fields autograph Don Russ uh, rated rookie autograph orange got a nine. That's not a bad one. Um the Trevor Lawrence, there was a Trevor Lawrence Panini Elements Gold Auto got a seven. So I'm mm. bummed. I'm bummed on that. I think it might have been the surface was maybe scratched. Um a regular Don Russ rated rookie base got a 10. So that'll sell for a little over a hundred bucks. That'll be some profit. And then a Don Russ rookie phenom um, relic relic Jersey thing 
uh, for Trevor, rookie. Got an eight. Cam Thomas, the by Cam Thomas. Contenders, rookie ticket autos all got eights. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer. And my Caden Clark, uh, two, my Caden Clark autos, two, two nines and an eight. They're all the same card. The tops chrome, uh, Caden Clark auto. So good to, good to see the grades. Got some, got some good tens in there. Got some good tens. I, you know, I, I can't be mad when I'd never seen the card. I mean, who, who sends cards to grading that has never actually seen the card? Only Paul, me. Paul so troll, troll me if you want on, on all of that. <laughs> the uh, so uh, I'm interested in the Piastri cards because I can't find them anywhere. So uh, if okay. you are gonna sell one, I would like my first chance, considering he's a McLaren driver. So I'll give you the first Reddit refusal on all the Piastris. There's also a guy Jim who commented on last week's yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, the guy that you sent the, guy the, that bought the cra- Their slab was cracked. He's a good guy. He's interested in the Piastri. So by true Paul Hickey style, what I might do is email both of you guys and be like, I listed it for bid. Go ahead. Bidding war between the two of you guys. Go ahead. Along with everyone else on eBay. Is that mean? Is that is that a not a best practice? Yeah, I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> um, but... Um, <clears throat> yeah, if, if, if you, I forgot you owe him one. So definitely, I, there's probably other Piastri's out there that I could get. Um, um, Skullville, uh, following us on the Caden Clark and Paxton Aronson. That may play out pretty well for you in a couple of years, my man. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for, um, seems like you're a first timer to the, to the commenting on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Let's go uh, from Norway. Let's go. Yeah, I. Uh, I've uh, what, what did the Vikings say? Uh, skull, skull. I think that's it. That's uh, Erling Haaland's uh, skull. So I have heard of so rare. Um, Me too. I've been to, I've been to a lot of uh, La Liga matches, and they're constantly promoting so rare. I've tried to use it. It hasn't worked in my browser ever. Unfortunately, I'm also a web developer, so that kind of thing frustrates me. Um, I would love to. I know it's global fantasy football. For it's soccer. It's fantasy soccer. So they hopefully you like it. Oh, basketball. Okay. Hopefully you like it. Definitely let us know your experience. Um, okay. Yeah. He just said they added NBA, and then I'm just kind of I'm catching up with his comments here. Caden and Paxton. Um, yeah. So okay. Uh. Kendall was the Paxton guy. I was the Caden guy. So Kendall looks, I think, um, a lot more promising than I do at this point. <laughs> so good call, Kendall. Um, hold on to your Cadens, though. I mean, yeah, he's really I don't think that's over. Yeah. Right? Like Caden's inexpensive too. So you didn't, even if you bought him a few months ago, you hope you know you didn't pay that much compared to like what the card actually is and what the potential is. So we scrollville hope i'm saying that correctly but uh anyway thanks for for listening to us and hopefully that'll those will pay off stay yeah. stay here with us and we'll, we'll we'll hook you up with some good stuff last i have one more win dude jeez one, man i have one more win it is you're all gonna like this you're all gonna appreciate this because I'm, I'm you know you know that sometimes i just get into something and i and, and there's there's collateral damage right and so nooffseason.com up until this point, it's just been like, let's just get content up and let's just add this and add that and add this and add that. Well, there's too many ads. There's been too many ads 
uh, on the site. It's become a ridiculous billboard of crap. So what I've done is I've created an ad-free experience for our premium subscribers. So when you upgrade to the premium, there's no ads. Let's go. And, and I know from around the internet, I know that that's something that people will pay for uh, just to have no ads, just to have content with no ads. People pay for that. So now everybody, you've got premium content and there's no ads. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, W's all week, LOL, all my shoes. I know it's ridiculous. Um, I had to, I had to, I had to throw in all the, the W's. I'm going to let Kendall go. Um, I just Kendall still hasn't done his W yet. I just have one. All right. You're up. What's your W? Um, so we talked a couple weeks ago about, uh, well, probably about a month ago now about the buys that we made at the national. And I bought like eight specific cards, um, baseball and basket or uh, baseball and, and, and soccer. And, um, I've already turned one of them for really good profit. Um, I, I turned a Gunnar Henderson from 270 to 400, which was great. Um, and then I bought this Josh Young uh, PSA 10 uh, um, uh, Chrome Sapphire. So it's a beautiful card. This guy was like, he had it labeled at 100. And I said, ah, he's hurt, you know, like blah, blah, blah. He's got a labor issue. How about 80 bucks? And the guy was like, sure. Like I probably could have talked him down lower than that. The way he Dude, that's responded. Like a great fantasy baseball trade negotiation. Yeah. Like, like talking about yeah. the injury and all yeah. that. Nice work. And um, so, <clears throat> I actually almost bought another one of these cards while I was there. That was PSA ten. That's there's for some reason there's this card and then there's an awesome, another Josh Young without a helmet on, which is weird. But um, but I almost bought the helmet no helmet version for another hundred, but. I just decided not to, and now I should have, because his first game called up to the Rangers on Friday. I put this, I put this on auction, and I was like, okay, I hope it sells for over eighty bucks, you know. And so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna. So what I did was I was like, I put it on auction that right before he, um, he made his debut, and he homers on the first at bat, and I was just like, oh heck yeah! And literally within five minutes, it was ten dollars short of my original eighty dollar bid. Uh, or my $80. So it immediately went to 70 bucks within five minutes of me putting it online. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I'm yes. going to make a profit there as well, uh, which is super fun, which now looking back on it, I can't wait to like, once I move all eight of these cards, um, I actually might not move the Rose Lavelle card that I got uh, or one of them because I just love Rose Lavelle. Um, but then again, I'm also not a collector. I'm an investor, so I probably will move it. Um, and th th that's an interesting card that I would love to talk about in the future as well, because the PSA slab is different than my other PSA slabs. And I thought it was a fake. And then I looked it up and it's not a fake. So I don't know why. I don't know why my the, the slab is different. Like it, it, the watermark looks different and everything. But I, when you search it on PSA's website, it pops up as an authentic. Only two of them in 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 circulation. <coughs> But uh, and but it has photos of my of the slab, and it is the original, like it's the exact slab I have. So I don't know why PSA decided to like make a slab that looked different. I don't know, whatever. Um, anyway, yeah, can't wait to look forward to uh, 
what this Josh, the, the Josh Young auction ends um, tonight. I did a three day auction um, just because I wanted to get in on that early success. And uh, so we'll see. But I'm, I'm looking like already I'm going to make two decent returns on two of the eight cards that I made. So um, looking forward to that. So congratulations. That, that's amazing. You deserve it. And um, Oh My Shoes says that uh, they have a du- one W this week. Kendall sounds like you banked. Uh, oh My Shoes, if you want to throw it, throw it in for us here, we'll, we'll read it uh, for sure. King of Kings uh, 211, thanks for your question. Uh, they have a question about Felipe Drugovic in F2 cards. I know all about that, and I will take your question towards the end of the show. So hang with us. And if you need to leave, um, then definitely come back and watch the video and get your answer. But I will take that question at the end of the show. I know exactly what that's going to be. Well, we're going to keep rolling here um, and uh, get to our buy of the week brought to you by market movers app by sports card investor you can get your first month for only one dollar of this great tool um and we're going to show you what our buy of the week is on market movers using the deals tool so i thought uh because it's nfl season even though i hate aaron Rodgers, and i don't really use the word hate in my life i don't believe in using the word hate but i hate aaron Rodgers. i'm just gonna say it but <laughs> I will say, uh, this Aaron Rodgers, this is his one of his flagship cards. Um, 2005 Upper Deck Rookie Premier Base PSA 10. It's down $80. The last sale was uh, the day before the NFL season kicked off at $349.99, and now it's listed for $269.99 after the Packers' week one loss to the Vikings. So, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going. Yeah, horrible, horrible showing, horrible showing. But it is, it is, as much as I hate Aaron Rodgers, it is um, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he is a guy that has a large, large, large fan base, uh, a lot of collectors. He is a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. um, And he will sell, he will be liquid. So this is a card, this is a liquid card that will go up in value throughout this NFL season. And it probably should sell for more than this uh, even after after he retires. Whenever he's in the news, I think it'll sell for more than $269.99. So I think it's a good buy. Um, I don't know if you agree with me, Kendall, here, but I just thought it was appropriate to uh, use this eBay deal search tool within Market Movers to kind of show, hey, even if you just want to make a quick pick on something, um, this is a great tool to do it, and I think this would be my pick for uh, for this week. Yeah, um, let me share my my uh, screen as well. So I, I have one as well from the Market Movers app. I am not as versed at using this. I somehow I don't know how to use this like you do. But apparently, uh, you know, I just don't spend enough time here. But this Shohei Otani going for nine hundred. It's a PSA ten of him and his uh, his his Japan jersey. Um, from the World Baseball Classic. I think this is an interesting play. The World Baseball Classic is this offseason, um, and there will be it'll be interesting because there's a big names playing in this tournament this year. Um, not only that, but Shohei Otani is a is borderline a goat already. You know, and so for you getting a 25% cut, you know, $300 off of Shohei Otani PSA 10, um, this guy's going to be freaking good for a long time. And so this card is 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 unique. It's a Bowman like Chrome. Card. It's a Mojo. It's PSA 10. The only thing is that's missing is the auto. Uh, but other than that, I think this would be a great buy. Um, so 
I don't have $900 to spend on a Shohei Otani card, but if you do, this might be a great opportunity, especially with the World Baseball Classic coming up. And uh, Japan always seems to be in the run. So if they were to take a big run and Shohei does, in fact, play for them, um, I'm not 100% sure if he's playing or not this season uh, in, in the WBC. I would assume he's not because the guy probably needs to rest his arm. So if he does play, he's probably just going to be a hitter. But who knows, man? I don't know. It'll yeah, be, I, think that's a, I think that's a great card. So, hey, at the National, did you see that? I, when you and I were there together, like, we didn't see it together. But did you see that booth that was, like, all Japanese baseball cards? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, was that was pretty fan. sweet. That big was pretty fan. sweet. Yeah. So I think, like, that card um, that you just showed is really cool. I think it's a great investment. And knowing that there's people out there that collect only Japanese baseball cards, I, I think is re really cool, um, really interesting. I also, I, you know, I, I'm not great at pulling pulling all the charts up on market movers, but this week I've been looking at Trevor Lawrence cards, and because of his first half la uh, list last week wasn't great, um, and he lost to a you know Carson Wentz Commanders team, um, I'm I'm curious about it because over the last seven days I think one of the cards I was looking at was his um, his downtown, and it was down like 15 percent in the last seven days. And his second half looked really, really good. He looked so, good. He really did. And so I think a great buy, like I don't have market movers to prove it, but I think a great buy just on just on a gut feeling is still Trevor Lawrence right now. If he's down 15% now, I think he could have end up having a good season. Maybe this was just like taking the rust off, um, you know, with Etienne, like was a weird play, you know, like I don't really know exactly how that ends up, but. I don't know. I think the Jaguars are better than they looked in the first half. And I think they dug themselves in a bad hole in the first half and couldn't get out of it. But they even made a run to almost win that game. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Trevor Lawrence would be a buy as well. I like I still like Trevor Lawrence. I still think he's for for what he is, for who he is and the amount of hype that comes with him. He's still a bit undervalued and he's got a lot of upside and it's not going to take much he doesn't need to do much for his cards to explode. And he did look good. So um, Carson also, Wentz. I also, did I say that, Did I say Dustin Harris earlier when I was talking about the card? Or did I say Josh Young? You said Josh Young. Okay, good. Because I wrote down Dustin Harris for some reason. I am sick, so maybe that's why. But it's, it is a Josh Young card. They both do play for Texas, and I, both, and I do have PSAs of both of them. But it's Josh Young. It's not Dustin Harris. So that was Kendall's W of the week with his auction. And uh, the buy is, uh, we're talking about his one of his buys of the week, Trevor Lawrence, the other Shohei Otani. So, okay, so let's go to sell of the week. Um, so who to sell now? This is going to be mainly football for me. And I think during football season, it will probably be mainly football because football, um, agree or disagree in the comments. I'd like to know your thoughts on this, but, um, because I'm I'm going into like year three of football card investing of of investing in all sports cards, and football to me is is really like sports betting. It's really it's it's really like weekly sports betting. Like you you either win that week or you lose with your with your cards, and you can lose big with an injury or just with a bad performance. Like I I hope that Travis Etienne uh, can rebound. I, I 
I think I read on NFL.com like some some praise, but I watched that game. That dude dropped way too many passes. He dropped a wide open touchdown pass. I love him. I, I was outspoken about him and and wrote about him a lot on the website um, at NoOffSeason.com. But um, I don't know. Did so you see football, that hit where he got destroyed. Uh, so was, was that like, where the was, ball it was like came a out? Bubble screen and he like and the, tossed it out to the right, and the yeah. guy destroyed him. Yeah, and the ball came out. And it was, I think they ruled it a catch and a fumble. But yeah, I, I did see that. I was he basically there was a wide open touchdown pass to him, and he just took the ball and like threw it at the ground. And I'm like, what the like? What are you doing? Like catch the ball and run it into the end zone. Why are you just like batting it at the ground? You're not a defensive back. Um, so that was frustrating. I had him in two, two fantasy leagues. But anyway, um, so my cells are all football guys. And there's uh, this should surprise no one uh, that I think um, I would sell. That Well, maybe it will surprise some people. And if it does, you can troll me or give me actually constructive criticism and we can disagree. But Cooper Rush, you know, in the last less than, you know, probably 12 to 24 hours, all of these Cooper Rush sales have happened. And this is like four times the amount of Cooper Rush sales that happened in the last, in the previous four months. So if you've got Cooper Rush cards, I would sell them. I just, he could get injured. You know, the Cowboys could bring in another quarterback, you know, he could get injured. Um, this is, this is like a time, I think, to do this kind of thing, um, to sell a guy like, like Cooper Rush. Call me crazy, but what if they go get Kellen Mond? Well, Kellen Mond's in Cleveland now. I right? know, but he's, he's the on third string there. Yeah. What if they go trade for Kellen Mond? He's a Texas guy, similar profile to Dak. Yeah, he'd be saying. a good. He'd be an interesting fit. What if they go get Colin Kaepernick? I, you know, I thought about that, and then I, that would have been that'd be wild. I literally don't see that happening with Jerry Jones. With all the stuff that he originally said about Kaepernick, I, he would have to literally be dead, I think, for that to happen. I, I'm not trying to talk about a man's morals, but maybe I, I don't see those two things adding up. I'll just put it that way. All right, I'm gonna let you get to your cells, and then I'm gonna rattle off like a bunch of other guys that I would sell. Cooper, I'm gonna, Rush is I'm gonna answer this dude's question real quick. Yeah, um, Emmanuel Rodriguez, uh, twin single A. I definitely know who for who Emmanuel Rodriguez is, and he is on my hot list. He's actually Crim's number one baseball investment right now. So if you guys are, are a fan of our show at all, or a fan of the Texas Roadshow, Crim is a really good friend of mine. Crim. Dove, dove deep into Emmanuel Rodriguez. And there's good reason to. There's good reason because if you look at um, Paul, if you'll put my uh, my my screen up there, um, Emmanuel Rodriguez on his fan graphs. This is where I love to look at stuff. Um, I look at a lot of baseball players. I don't really look at their card value first. I look at their stats value first. So this guy is 19 in single A, which is that's really good. It has under 30K percent right here. That's what I'm looking at. But this is the number that I look at in terms of card values along with ISO. So ISO at 279, that is way above average. So he's definitely his isolated power numbers are out of this world. And then his WRC plus, the average is 100. And this guy has a 196. So he's pretty much double as good as the league average uh, in, in his double A's. And he's at 19 years old. So I am mega 
mega high on Emmanuel Rodriguez. I think he's a he's a good buy. I really haven't talked about him much because there's so many other prospects that I love that are not baked into that that much of a price scale already. Um, but I think Emmanuel is going to be very good, and um, he's definitely got the uh, the steam behind him. And the Twins are just booty, and I hate investing in Twins players because. I don't know why I I've said this on many podcasts, but, but in my life, but I have like five most hated teams in the MLB. One of them being the St. Louis Cardinals because they beat my Rangers in 2011. And that was the worst I've ever felt in my life Two, the Yankees, because who loves the Yankees? Not me. Um, Three, the Astros, because they're cheaters and they're the other team in Texas. So that makes sense. Four is uh, the Giants, because they also beat us in the World Series in 2010. And then my fifth one is the Twins. And there's no other reason other than I just hate that franchise. That's it. So I don't like investing in Twins players, even though I did buy a Carlos Correa card this last summer, uh, which I'm probably going to resell this the next summer when he goes into free agency again. So Emmanuel Rodriguez, totally, I would say he's on a buy list, but for me, he's low enough down that I don't speak about him enough because I think there's other players that are cheaper that you can get a better X return on. But if you like him, I would say go for it. Yeah, that's cool. No Roger one. Thanks for the question. You got Kendall pumped with your Emmanuel Rodriguez there. And Kendall, I just have to say, you better be prepared for fans for five different franchises trolling the crap out of you coming I up. I do and not care. Everybody needs to come <laughs> to Kendall's defense on this. Uh, no, everybody that loves Kendall. No, he that doesn't. is all personal opinion. Now, other other the five, other of the five, I don't really invest in Astros players because Astros market and card marketing has hit a massive. Like nobody wants to buy them because of that 2017. Like there's yeah, just cards crazy. that they all should they all should be more valuable than they are. And they're just not. And I think it's weird that like the 2017, they, they moved on from it in baseball, but not in card collecting. It has not turned around yet. So um, anyway, um, but I'd still buy Yankees players. That's just I'm just a little bit ugh, about all that. But anyway, so th- since we took a quick little sidebar before your sell of the week, uh, oh, my shoes. We'll give him some airtime here. He scored a Jaron Jackson Jr. PSA 9 mint for $17 and a lowish pop. Um, I love that for many different reasons. First of all, Sparty. Um, love Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm a, a Michigan State Spartan basketball fan for my entire life. I've never wavered on that. Um, and uh, $17. I mean, <laughs> why not? Why not? $17 and... Uh, He's part of a great Grizzlies team. He'll be back. I think he'll be back by... He's a player, dude. January, February, when it starts to matter a little bit. (laughs) I like that play. Good work, Oh My Shoes. And uh, no Roger one. I, you know, you might be right about this. Damian Pierce will be a better RB than ETN. I mean, it's tracking that way for sure. The Texans look damn good. And... um, Might be interesting to buy James Robinson right now. I don't know what his cards are looking at, but... Yeah, he could be a good buy. I agree. Um... All right, so who are you selling, Kendall? So my sell would be uh, Josh Young. Uh, now, obviously, I did sell Josh Young this week, and but I will say that like he's a guy who uh, this Rangers farm system. People that are fans of this Rangers farms or uh, team in general, like me, are just begging for something good to happen right now. And so for Josh Young to come up and, and go bananas, he's like up thirty percent on the thirty day auction, I believe. But um, 
he's in the top 25 in, in cards uh, sales of the week in terms of uh, sports card investors little ticker. Uh, I'm always a little bit questionable about that ticker, but at the same time, Josh Young is up there. I would say that he is uh, on my sell of the week. And this is another guy who's on my sell of the week that I am completely on the other end of the coin from Paul Hickey about. Um, I, get rid of every Lamar Jackson card you own. Like this guy is a <laughs> fraud. I know he had like some good throws this last week, but I was just watching him and I was like, it is ugly. Even Vegas agrees with me when they put him a, a seven, uh, a seven point favorite against the Jets. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. And so I, I think there will be a season where Lamar Jackson just doesn't look like Lamar. And of course, like he looked okay against the Jets. Now, what if he's playing against the Steelers D that took that took a ton of stuff from Burrow this week. What if, what about when they play in the division against the Browns and Miles Garrett running off the edge and they're keeping him in the pocket, making him throw? I, I don't know. I think if you have a chance to get out of Lamar Jackson, do it now. All right, this will be good because we'll revisit this every week. And uh, it's funny because I do believe in Lamar, especially with TJ Watt, torn peck. Um, but anyway... <laughs> It's funny because like my other cells are literally all the other football players in the world except for Lamar. So it's really funny that you said that because I'm selling Wentz, Michael Pittman, Saquon Barkley, Tua, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, um, Flacco, Fields question mark because he put up a big game. Yeah, I, can hold I can see that. Uh, Baker, I'm selling Baker Mayfield. Uh, sorry, Andy. And uh, I'm selling Davis Mills. And I have Davis Mills exclamation point in my notes because I just don't I just don't believe long term in the Davis Mills. I'm taking Lamar Jackson. But we'll see who's who's right and who's wrong about that. Uh, I agree that oh my shoes says TJ Watt is a monster. He is like the, the defensive player cards, I think should be more respected. But the problem is the injuries in the NFL, man. Like, do you, you know, um, no Roger one says Trey Lance was terrible. Totally agree. Totally agree. I said, I was saying sell Trey Lance before the season started. There was just way too much hype around him. Um, Greeny Green, uh, before I get to would you rather here, let's we'll take some comments and questions. Greeny Green says, "Have you guys tried whatnot? I've been hooked for the last week." We assume as a buyer, Greeny Green, uh, Kendall, you can talk about whatnot. I have not just because I'm hesitant to try anything that I would get into and then not be able to actually like receive the card properly. Just because I'm still in Spain, I'll be in the U.S. in December. So, Kendall, what's your experience with whatnot? Uh, so I'm a whatnot seller as well, um, Greeny. And I really like the app. I hated it at first because of Backyard Breakers. I'm um, just not a fan of them. And they've promoted, they've been promoted a lot and whatnot. Um, and, and I honestly like wasn't a fan even my first time using it. But um, but whatnot is a, is a cool product. And on different sports, it's uh, more appealing than others. You know, and I think as a seller, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, as a buyer, I think it's interesting that you can get on there and buy stuff really quickly. I can see myself losing a lot of money on there. Um, and you can buy singles, which is really cool. So like on uh, Loop, for instance, like we sold on Loop for a long time. 
uh, we would sell really good bulk products or like packs or whatever on on uh, on loop. But the singles never really moved. But singles move really well on whatnot. So um, as a buyer, it, it's pretty interesting. I like it, uh, especially with the auction system. It's really fast. So I think it would depend on what the what sellers you're using. Uh, or what sellers you're buying from. There's a couple that I have bookmarked that I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, there's, I buy a lot of my soccer cards from whatnot just because um, it's easy to... to Because typically there's guys that I like in the soccer market that are pretty rare in terms of like finding them, finding good deals and stuff on that, and I can't go to shows and find you know, packs and Aronson cards. <laughs> so uh, I, I've got to like go on whatnot and then ask these big guys like, Hey, do you have any packs and cards that you'd be willing to put up on auction? And they just throw one on there. So um, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, also, I don't think Paul, you can use it because I think you have to be in the States to. That's to probably true. I'm geo blocked from a lot of stuff that I'd like to be using right now. Some of it, like being geo blocked from FanDuel and DraftKings, is definitely a good thing for me because it's saving me from my myself on the sports betting aspect. But for other stuff, I, it's kind of annoying, especially like watching a lot of sports. We we have to use VPN tricks and whatnot. But um, we'll take a few more audience questions here before we get to Woody. Rather, we're doing great on the show. I'm loving today's show. It's fun. Thanks. The audience participation is really is really number one. And then number two is Kendall's bringing the energy level up in spite of his illness. So this has been great. Um, so going back to, to like, um, I want to give Toa a shout out cause he's just a great participant of the show. So I thank you for this comment. Really appreciate your positivity on the show. Um, we've talked a lot about selling football, um, in the last like five minutes of this show, greeny green, his comment from earlier in the show, he's selling all of his football too. It's, it's funny because like I started this comment earlier and then we talked about like this concept so much. And so greeny green, uh, definitely knows what he's doing. I, I believe, um, selling his football and then, uh, King of Kings asked a great question earlier about Felipe Drugovich, uh, in F2 cards. So for those of you who don't know, uh, one of the really cool things about tops Chrome, F1 sets in 2020 and 2021 is that they include the F2 drivers cards in there. So the F2 drivers are your equivalent of like the baseball prospects. So like your Bowman, like Bowman Chrome. Chrome. Yeah. And so it's basically like buying F1 cards tops Chrome F1 is basically like getting uh sorry, Kendall, we're going to cover up your face here for a second. It's all good. My screen. Um, it's it's a lot like getting Bowman Chrome and the most investable tops cards all in the same set, which is what I really like about it. So uh King of Kings uh two 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 one one asks, uh, what are my thoughts on Felipe Drugovich in F two? He's gonna be an F he's gonna be the F two champ this year, true. Um he's gonna beat out uh Teo Porcher, who I really like as well. Uh, do you think it's possible for him to get an F1 seat or does he have to spend more time in F2? Okay. I wrote an article for sports card investor that's coming out probably this week or next week on this exact topic. It's the top five prospects for next year, potentially, or not, not for next year, but it's the top five F1 prospects and their cards to monitor. And so uh, obviously Drugovich is in my article 
I'll give you a, a sneak preview and I'll give you a preview into his profile at nooffseason.com. So the interesting thing about Drugovich is he's the only true F1 prospect remaining, in my opinion, with the shot at a future F1 seat to get that call up. So in in baseball, Kendall and I talk a lot about like buying before the call up and then selling at the call up, um, being like one of the main markers to sell. And so Drugovich would be a guy that you would buy now and then you would sell at the call up um, because he hasn't had the call up yet. The call up obviously being earning the F1 seat, right? So his cards are super cheap and they're from, here's the positives. Hasn't had the call up yet. From the inaugural set is his first card. So from the 2020 set, which is the more desirable set. Um, are his first cards. So those are his his first F2 cards. First auto, green out of 99, uh, gold out of 50. Um, and then the uh, out of 368 refractor auto. So those are the positives. Super cheap. The negatives are that he's been in F2 for quite a while. Will he get an F1 seat? Probably. Will he have a bunch of hype around him like Piastri, poor share and maybe some other guys, maybe not. So is he a good buy now sell when he gets the F1 seat? Absolutely. I just think he has a lower ceiling than Piastri. I think Piastri is more boom or bust. He's more exciting. Drugovich is less exciting, even though he's going to win the F2 title this year. I think another move is like you could buy now and you could sell when he wins the F2 title because there might be a small bump. Um, so that's another positive is that, uh, he, he could have multiple markers, the clinching of the F2 title and then the call up the getting the F1 seat. So cards I would buy, I would buy the green refractor auto out of 99. Um, cause it's su super inexpensive. That would be the card that I would target. That's what I say in my upcoming sports card investor article about it. Hopefully this helps and uh, love the question. Thanks, King of Kings 221. Uh, thanks to everybody asking questions. Keep them coming and we'll try to answer uh, as we go. So uh, here we go. And did, let's go to... Did you watch the race this weekend? I did not watch the race. I was... Uh, I just didn't want to listen to Spanish broadcasting, to be honest. <laughs> So I just thought it was interesting. It probably has nothing to do with probably has nothing to do with card values other than Latifi is just horrible. So if you have <laughs> Latifi cards, just freaking <laughs> God, he's awful. Out of twenty drivers in the in the um, in the grid this year, he's ranked twenty first now. Yeah. Like, because Williams hilarious. brought in Nick uh, Nick De DeVries or however you say his name, and he ended up finishing ninth and got and got uh, two points for Williams this year. And Latifi's been there for years, and he sucks, bro. F one Kendall is legit. Like I love F one Kendall. Like the fact that Kendall's in the F one now, I'm so pumped about this. The funny thing about Latifi is that um, Max, my son started playing the F1 game, like whatever the EA sports F1 game is. Yeah. And um, he's like really bad at it. And the only driver he knew for a while was Latifi because 
Max would be in last place and Latifi would be in second to last place. So he'd just so, be trying to beat Latifi. He's always trying to beat Latifi, but Latifi just sucks. I mean, yeah, that's basically like I don't know how he still has a seat on the grid. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. No Roger one. I mean, this audience participation, we're just gonna roll with it. I love it. No Roger one pulled a Bowman U Chet numbered colored auto. It was going for 400 before the injury. Does he sit on it for a year? The original plan was to sell as soon as the C. Yeah, this is tough. I love this question. I, I love because this is like real, real stuff here. Kendall, what do you what would you do with this? I would hold. Um, I think Chet's going to be a good basketball player. It's unfortunate that he didn't make it to the season start this year, but I think it will benefit the thunder that Chet went down. Um, because they're going to get another, they're going to get another lottery to add to the Chet and the Josh Giddy and the S I mean, SGA probably he is acting like he wants out, which is unfortunate, but at the same time, I think that, uh, it's Sam Presti is looking at this saying, okay, SGA wants out. Let's go get five more first round picks, you know, like, um, but these with how many like loaded, first round picks, one of them is bound to hit. And, um, you know, I think putting all these guys on the, when you assemble a team like this and put so much talent on the floor, people are going to want to watch it. And so they're, they're already like the youngest team in the NBA, I believe. And so, um, I think Chet adding another piece to Chet is going to help Chet's value down the road. Um, and so I, I don't know if it'll go up to where it was previously to the start of this season, um, but I think there's a good chance that it's it's going to be higher than it is right now, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I will say it's unfortunate because the time to sell that particular card was when not only the start of the not, yes, because it was the start of the NBA season, Didn't but we also mainly him as because a sell when the mainly, first week of the summer league. May I was gonna say mainly because Chet's pro cards are gonna be out. By the time he comes back. Yeah. So so that's gonna cause this card to decrease. So I think that's what true. I would do what I would do is like I'd get it graded <laughs> just because then that would prevent me from having the temptation of selling it. That's like a personal tactic, like self-control tactic. Um, because I'd be sitting like I'd be I'd be thinking like I'm gonna sell it, I'm gonna sell it, I'm gonna sell it. I'd eventually sell it. But if I get it graded, I'd do the $22 bulk submission at PSA potentially, which just opened up, or I'd just submit it um, at $30 uh, to get graded at PSA, and then that way, and then then it's like it's out of your hands for three months, and then the pro releases still haven't come out, but maybe there's some news around Chet. Maybe there's maybe there's an Instagram post of Chet. Um, you know, shooting or, you know, whatever it is, maybe he's on the sideline doing something and he's in the news. Uh, the way Zion was last year, it was negative, but maybe, maybe there's positive Chet news in December or January and you can sell, sell it before the pro releases come out. Kendall, sorry. What did you say about, about the summer league? I, I think we had uh Chet as a sell when he destroyed week one of the summer league. I, if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, we said like all those tops, like all those yeah. unlicensed tops autos and stuff. We said, sell all those. So I guess that Bowman, you would, would qualify for that. Yeah. But, but the Bowman, you numbered color auto is still going to be an investable card. It's not going to yeah. be worth as much because the pro if you, so here's the thing. No Roger one. If you wait all the way until next basketball season, 
you're almost cannibalizing yourself in a way because all the pro release Chet stuff will be out. So the incentive to sell this card before then is because the pro releases won't be out yet. So what I would do is get the card graded and then sell it in like January after it comes back from grading. That's my answer. Yeah, wait till he gets some positive news on his foot. Wait till he's back in training or something like that. And uh, that's that's great advice, Paul, because I was just thinking, yeah, like there's the thunder. There will be brighter days for Chet. But then I wasn't thinking about his pro uni stuff, all, you know, hitting the shelves. So great job. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. So uh, Brad Garland, thanks for commenting about the F1 stuff. Uh, love <laughs> yeah. having you involved in the show. The fact that Max Verstappen won on a caution flag is hilarious because of how last year's final ended. Anyway. Absolutely. King of Kings, bring more F1 questions, baby. Like uh, comment on the videos or if you want to email me directly at paul at nooffseason.com, you know, we'll create content around your questions. We've got an F1 card strategy show coming up on Thursday with Greg Longto. We might have Kendall on the F1 show coming up essentially since he's into it now. Um, oh, my shoes new to the scene. Uh, love, love your love that you're here. Love that you're here. Um, we talked about Dak. Brad Garland again says, uh, looking at Dak RCs today for the 2016 Donruss Optics this morning, but PSA has 25 var- like 25 variations. How do you guys deal with that from an investment? That's a great question. How do you guys deal with that from an investment standpoint? Great, great question. Uh, I don't invest in Donruss or Optic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would go like optic hollow, I think is usually the most liquid just because, and it's going to be more expensive than your optic base, Yeah. but it's kind of like the equivalent of a prism silver. So like I would avoid prism base. I would go prism silver. I would avoid optic base. I would go optic hollow um, because uh, what it does is it takes, so in card collecting, what I've realized is you got to look at your, your market your buyer. So, so with the variations, each bot, each potential buyer is going to have a different opinion on which variation looks the best. Right. And, so, but the optic hollow is just kind of like the least removed from the base, but also a variation. So a short print, right? So that's the safest one. I'm not sure. I'm not looking at any of the prices. I'm not saying that this card is a good investment. I'm just saying in general, that would be my my general advice. I probably wouldn't buy DAC yet. Um, I would probably wait until December to buy DAC. Maybe no, I'd probably wait till November. This is a great question for Andy. I would wait till the price drops as far as it could possibly drop before I buy DAC. Five hollow variations. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I probably need to I probably need to answer this one later after I do some more research then. Um and to try to find like DAC specifically what the best price is on the variations and then get back to you. So I'll make a note of that, Brad. And um I'll I'll why don't you uh follow me on Twitter, no offseason card or um or come back to this YouTube video when it airs and I'll, I'll post a comment there. So yeah, cool. Good stuff. Good question though. I like um, the profile picture. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good idea too to like be researching DAC and just monitor. I would monitor the here's, I'm going to just give you my answer now. Sorry, Brad. I'm going to give you my answer now. 
I would, out of all the variations, I would monitor the one, I would, I would go PSA 10. Okay. I would get out of all the PSA 10s, mark the ones that are in your price range. Like don't overspend on it. Just mark the ones that you can afford um, to make an investment on. So, so narrow it down that way, narrow it down PSA 10, your, your budget, and then follow, give it some time because people are going to be down on Dak. They're going to forget about him. There's wait till there's been multiple weeks of other NFL games where Dak is not playing, where there's literally another person playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. The hype that gets Dak out of the news cycle and less eBay searches for Dak. Then you bid on, on some of those that are in your price range and just take the one that you can afford out of the variation. I think that gives you the most uh, room for profit later. Hopefully that helps. And then Oh My Shoes says, why not invest in Donruss or Optic? The re- like th- this is also coming from me as not a football collector, but the it, there's too many variations to keep up with, especially in Donruss as it being a uh, a more retail product. Optic is a different situation. It's like a step up of the, the original Donruss cards. But um, the I typically I don't invest in anything that ends up in a Chronicles blaster because um, I just I it, with all the variations like what Brad is literally talking about here, like it just makes my head spin. And as a baseball investor that I can just go look for Bowman Chrome first autos. And it's just like, that's it. I want to go find that for football. So if I ever do invest in football, which is rare, but I do um, from time to time, for instance, I bought a Tolbert uh, on, on uh, Andy's recommendation. Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, I I did buy a Jalen Tolbert, Um, but go look for their like rookie ticket auto, which is in Panini uh contenders um but that seems to be the most investable card like when people first search a player usually they are looking for rookie ticket autos or rpas um and typically that's like donruss and optic optic is like probably third or fourth on that list now this is coming from an experienced place so like just take this with a grain of salt but i would say that optic would be around fourth around in that list somewhere and then donruss would be pretty far down i would assume in terms of the investable materials that yeah. uh that are football players i would agree with that and like oh my shoes asking about is this just football it's football and basketball i think are gonna yeah. be the exact like don't quote me on this but i i think they're pretty much the exact same um based on my experience for football and basketball so I would agree with Kendall. Like in general, I don't buy any of those cards just because there's nothing that differentiates those cards from any other cards. And it's very watered down. So like if I, I will, if it's in like a three to $5 box ungraded, maybe buy a quarterback like a DAC. Um, I mean, at the national, I just bought um, a bunch of Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, um, just based on Russ. Um, I wasn't seeking those guys out. I just, they were just there and I was like the super cheap. I know I can get them graded at PSA for 30 bucks each or eight. It was, I got it in at the $18 level and I did my research on eBay and it was like, they were selling for over a hundred dollars for a PSA 10. So I thought, all right, it's worth a shot to put 20 bucks into a card, including the grading at PSA. Um, and then try to sell them for a hundred bucks. So that's kind of my exception. Other than that, I'm not really buying those, uh, those brands. Um, okay. Time for, would you rather? So Kendall 
sometimes we goof around with this topic, but I've actually got like a pretty good, a pretty good one this week related to like a card strategy. So, um, let's hear it. Would you rather? So, okay. This is you, you're running eBay auctions right now. So Can you I know pause how- for just a second? Yeah. I, I, I do. I'm looking back at this, uh, not just in football. Sorry. I meant to ask. And I do want to make a point. Oh, my shoes of, uh, Donruss or optic baseball is never an investment ever because yeah. Panini is Panini is not licensed in the MLB. And so like license as a collector, I'm fine with it. And in, in very, very, very rare situations is a Panini card investable for baseball. So for basketball, it's like, Oh wow, this is watered down In football. It's the same way. But in baseball, it's like, this is almost a product that doesn't deserve to be made almost. Um, and so if you're investing, never buy non-licensed baseball product, it just never sells and you can get like a super high, uh, or a super low, I guess, um, uh, short print run variation and it's still not going to sell well. So, yeah. And it can be uh, like the most beautiful looking card too. And it's just like. As a collector, it's totally different because if you're just liking the way the card looks, then go for it. But as an investor, never buy non-licensed baseball. Yeah. And Brad Garland adds just that when you have 10 to 20 different variations that are one of one, then everything <laughs> is special. That's that's a that's a great way of saying, yeah. um, articulating what we were trying to articulate. So thanks, Brad. Um, good stuff. So would you rather, um, I've got a strategic would you rather, and I would love the audience's feedback on this one too. Um, but I'm going to ask Kendall. So you're running an, here's a scenario. You're running an eBay auction. Your intent is to auction off the card. You would accept offers though, right? So you uh-huh. have the accept offers option on. And at the before a card gets a bid, it allows offers. After a card gets one bid, then the offer functionality shuts down, which makes sense because you don't, you know, once a bid's in, then the then it, then the it would be wrong to the bidder to have people come in and offer. I guess that's why eBay does it. So anyway, I'm fine with that. So the would you rather is in the scenario that you you don't have any bids yet, but your intent was to see the auction all the way through. You get an offer. You start getting offers that are like not bad. They're like they're reasonable. Like you you would maybe take that. Do you take the offer or do you continue the auction and see it all the way through? So would you rather <laughs> take the hypothetical offer or see the auction all the way through? And I know you're probably going to give a scenario based answer. And that's great because I want to have a discussion about this. So are you, are you talking about like at the end of the auction or at the beginning? Well, I guess that would be a scenario, right? Because if you've, if you've had, if you've had offers within the first several hours of your auction, then that could be an indicator that this is a super popular card and you should, you should see the auction through and you should encourage people to bid rather than make offers um, and not be a dick and be just decline, 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 but actually like uh, counter or decline with a comment and say like, Hey, thanks for your interest. I would love it if you bid on this card. Cause I'm like, I'm hopeful that I could get more than your offer. But to your, to your follow-up question, if it's, later on in the auction it's about to end and you get an offer you might be more likely to take the offer 
Yeah, I think, and it doesn't mean you have no bids yet. Yeah, and for for me, it all depends on what do I have in the card, you know. And uh, for instance, I'm just going to give an example, a real life example of this just happened to me uh, the other day. So if you want to throw my screen up here, um, this is the Josh Young auction that I was talking about the other day. This card uh, has seven hours left, seven and a half hours left at one hundred and three dollars. Um, so, you know, right now I'm assuming this is going to end up around 115, 120, somewhere in there, um, which it ends up making, I'll probably end up making 20 to 30 bucks on it, uh, which is a good, which is a good turn for a non autographed card that, you know, that I bought at the national to sell. So, um, I got an offer right when I posted this auction, I got an offer for $105. Um, and I said no, because I was like, okay, I think it's going to end up going more than that. So in my current state, it literally could end where it's $103.50. Like, I have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But, I th- but that was a close enough, and it was like the first bit, like, it happened, like, almost in the first five minutes of me having it up. Somebody said, I'll take it for 105 And I know with taxes and fees and everything, I would have probably made about $85-ish on it or 90. Um, and I was like a $10, you know, I'm just going to see what happens, you know, like I, I, this was before he hit the home run and all that kind of stuff. So, um, now it's kind of looking like, okay, my, I might have been better off taking the $105 bid, but there is seven hours left. So, and, and you guys know that typically when you have 12 watchers and, um, like 80 views and 12 bids or whatever. 12 bids. Yeah. That's going to yeah. go for a lot more than 1350. Yeah. I'm hoping so. And uh, you know, but at the same time, like it's just the risk you take. So I was willing to say no to that considering I knew the evaluation was probably about $20 higher than that. But yeah. um, now if you're dealing with massive, what was your right, offer? Sorry, Kendall, what was your offer on that? 105. Okay. Yeah. You're going to, yeah, so this is exactly what I was talking about. So sorry to cut you off. I've got a couple other examples, but I'll let you finish first. No, I was finished. I was just saying so, I, I didn't I didn't take it because I thought yeah. that I would have marginal gain. And it, this one is, you know, it's just a for for most people like for I, I want to be like transparent here. There's a lot of people that a hundred and five dollar card is a big deal. You know, totally. like I remember when I first started. And I remember I bought my first triple digit card and I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? How am I going to explain this to my wife? Well, one thing we, one thing like I don't think any of us really realize is like, I mean, when we're talking with each other, like in the community, um, we'll throw around these numbers and it's like not that big of a deal to us for the most part. But like, because we know that like these are investments and we can sell these and like get our money back or, or make money off of them. But like, when I'm out to dinner with friends that are outside of the hobby and outside of sports card investing, like hearing myself say I sold a card for $150 or I bought a card for $150, I kind of go, Whoa, that is like actually kind of a lot of money. And the people at the table are kind of like, what? Like, you know, and so it is, is interesting. Okay. So here's, so basically your answer is, is kind of, I wanted this to be the, I wanted the, would you rather to be like a relevant um, selling tip? Because I think that this is probably something that all of us go through. So I'm running a lot of auctions right now and I bought this bones Highland card for $90. And the, the last two sales of the same card, 
uh, were 135 and $205. So I put my starting bid at 99, just knowing that um, I'm going to sell it to whoever buys it, but I'm at least going to make, I'm at least going to make my money back essentially after fees. And so uh, I, I've turned down an offer. I got an offer like within the first day that it was listed. It's a 10 day auction. So it's halfway through. And I turned down an offer of $135. Now that was hard because I was like, okay, that's a $45 profit before fees. So I'm going to make money on this particular flip. I've only owned the card for like a week. So it's pretty darn good. I haven't had to do anything else at all with it. Um, but I'm going to let it ride out because I had multiple offers within the first day, which, and seeing that it had sold for like more than what the off significantly more than what the offers were. I just basically encouraged each of the people who made an offer to make a bid rather than an offer and no one's bid on it yet, but there's still five days left. And now I feel like I'm in a good scenario because like, so I'm like, should I regret not taking the 135 maybe, but worst case scenario, it doesn't sell. And I just list the card again. And second worst case scenario is that it only sells for 99, but I make my money back. And so I feel like that's one scenario. Another scenario is I had offers. So this, this is another one of my cards that's up right now for auction. And it's a Pedri 2020 tops, Chrome UCL gold bubbles, auto PSA eight auto 10. Um, it's pop two. And I've had two offers so we can look at this. So the offers were for, um, Oh, you can see the bid history. Oh, that's, that's cool. Pretty, uh, but it's not showing me what the offers were for. I'm sure if I messed around with this more on the, sh but I'm not going to do it live on the show. I'll just tell you the offers were for like half, half of this. The starting bid was $99. I think the highest offer I got was 350 but I'm like 600 into this card. So I was like taking an offer. Like that's a good offer. Like nothing against that yeah. offer. Like 350 is a good offer. Like I, I almost took it and just was underwater on the card. But then I was like, cause I didn't have any bids yet. But then I was like, well, I'm 600 into this card. Now I'm super happy because basically two days later, there's 19 bids. I think there's, there's 58 watchers. Um, and it's going to sell for, you know, 500, it's at $531. So now I'm, so basically this, this is a real life scenario where it's like actually hard to make a decision because you could get 350 cash within a couple of days from eBay. I mean, we all know it's going to be more like 315 because of the fees and stuff, but you can get real money from eBay for your card, or you can risk it and like not have anyone bid on your card. Um, finally, to bring this point home, is that I noticed when putting together Darius Garland's profile on nooffseason.com, I was working on this today, and I noticed this is interesting. So this is one of his most investable cards, the 2019 Panini Crown Royale Kaboom, Rookie Kaboom PSA 10. So if you see here, these are verified sales uh, from 130 point. So within one day of each other, um, somebody, somebody had previously listed this card on a buy it now for 38.50 was the buy it now price um the day before that the same card had 67 bids uh for and it, and it sold 
for double that price. I mean, almost double that price, $7,180. So you have one, one seller who probably got a lot of offers, a lot of high offers, assuming they had offers open on that option. Yeah. But wrote it out to the tune of almost twice the amount that the other seller sold, sold theirs listed for a buy it now. Now you can chalk this up to a bunch of different things also, like he listed, this guy listed this one too low. You know, that's, that's an issue. Um, maybe this guy didn't have offers on. Okay. But whatever, all things considered, you had the same card, one sold for a buy it now for half the price of one that where we wrote out the auction. So my overall point here in the, would you rather is that I'm kind of advising everybody, unless you get an offer that just totally knocks your socks off, you probably should ride out the auction. That's the purpose of the auction. Now, this is assuming that you have a desirable card for auction. Like we could help you define what a desirable card is and what kind of a non-desirable card is. If you have kind of a base graded, older card, that kind of thing, irrelevant type of player, I would just take the offer. I've done that before where I just take the offer. But if you have a, a desirable card, I would ride out the auction. Yeah, me too. That's where I'm at with that. Um, okay. Oh, my shoes says telling your wife is the worst. LOL. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially like, you, cause you have to assume that they don't, that they are coming from a, a place where they're not as invested as you are meant like in your heart, you know, like they're not yeah. like all they see is that you're spending money on cardboard, you know? And so they, they might believe in you, you know, like luckily I think both of our wives are believing yeah. in, in, in the fact that, that, that we're doing really good stuff. And, and Katie's like been really encouraged when I buy its card for $10 and sell it for, you know, multiple hundreds. She's like, okay, great. Let's keep doing that. You know, like, um, yeah. but, uh, definitely, you know, when I told her that I told her I bought a Indy Rodriguez out of five for 800 bucks, you know, she was just like, are you kidding me? You're like, what are you doing? The kid is what you're doing is you're going to sell that for about 3,500 and in, in a, next year oh yeah uh, probably more but yeah <laughs> yeah so uh yeah he's he's going ballistic right now so i just made a bid on your indy rodriguez that's out let's there, go so. <laughs> all right um but, are you are you ready for the gaunt do you have a would you rather are you ready for the gauntlet no i'm ready for the gauntlet okay it's time for the gauntlet for those of you who are new to the show this is where i run kendall through a series of five cards and there's a winner at the end and it's just fun, and I think it's a good way to showcase um, our how we think about investing in sports cards, the factors, while using real-life examples of cards that are available to purchase right now. And so we hope you enjoy the gauntlet. Um, and uh, before we go to the first card, um, Brad Garland says his wife is more understanding of my sports card purchases than my crypto. <laughs> Mine too, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I stopped my crypto purchases before they even really started. So um, couldn't, which is a good thing because now we're trying to buy a house. But anyway, um, okay, first up, I, I previewed this on Friday during the Soccer Card Strategy Show. I told Kendall this was coming in the gauntlet. So we're leading off with Dang. the 2020 Topps Museum Collection Champions League Vinicius Jr. Auto Relic Gold out of 50 PSA 9. This checks all the boxes to me, other than the fact that it's not a PSA 10, but it's super 
uh, achievable. Vinny doesn't have that many autos compared to some of the other guys. He doesn't have that many investable tops cards compared to some to some of the other guys. This is a gold out of 50, uh, 500 bucks, or you can make an offer. So for those of you that are going to hear this and troll me about soccer cards, um, I'm speaking in general terms. Uh, if you want to give me constructive feedback about what I just said about Vinny Jr., please do. Um, so Vinny Jr. is going to go up. And I, by the way, I love Vinny Jr. He's someone that I've been outspoken about as a buy for uh, right now, basically leading up to the World Cup. Uh, so he's going to go up against our guy, oh my Cooper gosh. Rush, the promoted quarterback due to the injury to Dak Prescott. You have... A 2017 Panini Contenders Cooper Rush rookie ticket auto <laughs> PSA 10 for the same price, most likely going to be the same price uh, or similar budget to the Vinny Jr. card. So let's, let's talk about this, Kendall. Which one are you picking? Uh, not, not even close. I'm picking Vinny Jr. for sure. I think the upside of Vinny Jr. is unreal. And I think the upside of Cooper Rush is that you're seeing it. So, uh, yeah, I'm not willing to buy a card at its peak and, and keep riding that up. Um, it, maybe Cooper Rush surprises me and does well, and they don't trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. But, you know, um, I, I don't imagine that that happens, and Vinny Jr. is going to score bags at the World Cup. And like I said, this is a take that I said on Friday. I think there's a good chance that Vinny Jr. ends up holding a Golden Boot trophy next to a World Cup trophy. Like I, there's a good chance that he ends up in that in that decision. And um, there's a lot of other guys in that in that discussion. But what I'm saying is the odds are not horrible for Vinny Jr. to be winning that Golden Boot. And so I am definitely investing, even if it was five hundred dollars. Thank you. Man, I love when soccer idiot is is uh, is on my side. But uh, when if even if I'm taking this at four ninety nine and the other ones at three fifty, I'm still taking Vinny Junior. Good. All yeah. right. Let us know if you agree or disagree Cooper with Rush. Kendall what a, what a and fraud. Uh, soccer idiot. Um, I'm taking Vinny Junior too, by the way. But I'm just curious to see: Does anyone want the Cooper Rush over Vinny Junior? I, I wish. I would not pay $350 for that card if it came with a Dak Prescott card. Oh, nice. I I wish that I wasn't... Well, I mean, I'm glad that we're buying a house, but I am I wish that I didn't have to be fully liquid right now because I would probably buy this Vinny Jr. card. I'd make an offer right now, for sure. It's, it's, a, it, it's a great card to buy, in my yeah. opinion. So, yeah. okay, Vinny Jr. Is, is going to move to the next round and take on... Darius Garland, my guy, and Gary from Hoops and Cards, his guy as well. This is a 29. This is a extreme. The reason why that this is going up into the gauntlet against Vinny Jr., because I knew you were going to pick Vinny Jr. I just had to throw Cooper Rush in because of the Dak injury, um, is because this card sells a ridiculous amount of times per day. And it's it has a lot of upside with the NBA season coming up. So it is going to be. When the NBA season, st I will advise all of you right now, if you go buy this card, you will you will make a profit on this card if you sell it in November. Um, it's just an extremely liquid card. Once, Garland, once Garland's in the news and people are searching for him more, this card's just going to go for more money if you auction it off or if you put it at a buy it now. 
Um, so extremely liquid card versus really not as liquid of a card. Who would you go uh, with uh, between Vinny Jr. and Darius Garland? Um, I, I this one is tougher, and here's why: it, it, the liquid the liquidity is something that's super big about this. But another thing is like I think Vinny Jr. He's not going to get uh, like a massive percentage gain from him not doing anything like so between now and the World Cup. I don't think there will be a massive uh, gain in Vinny Jr. unless he goes bananas in 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 the Real Madrid jersey. But like what I'm saying is like Vinny Jr., if he were to not do anything, would not have a massive game for no reason. I think this Darius Garland card could have a massive game for no reason before the season starts because people are like, love the people love the Cavs. It's a big, it's a big market. It's a big basketball market. And Darius Garland is like a cult favorite for them. He wouldn't have to do a single thing. He wouldn't even have to play in preseason. And this card will probably go up in value, which makes it which makes it difficult. I don't know if that's coming across correctly, because what I'm I'm not saying that Vinny is a bad investment. I'm just saying he doesn't. Garland doesn't have to do a thing right now. And this card probably will appreciate between now and the start of the NBA season. Yeah. I is think that, this is a tougher call than, than it looks like. It, it, and now let's say that he does do something. This card could go up. Um, and it being a PSA 10 rather than a PSA nine is a big deal. But if we go back to the Vinny card, the Vinny card is, um, is, is a, is a RPA which we've talked about is probably only most valuable in football, but still it's a sticker auto, but it is an auto. Darius Garland's card is just a rookie card. Um, it's not prism a- silver, by the way, PSA 10. I don't know if I said that. Uh, I, yeah. So it's not numbered, you know, like the, this card is numbered. looks like it's out of 50. Um, and so I'm still going to take uh, Vinny because I think he's one, he has so much upside. Um, in this next couple of months, I'm going to take Vinny all day, but the Garland one is harder. I'll give you that. And, and yeah. much harder actually than, uh, than the, the Cooper rush card. Chad, Chad. Guell, <laughs> sorry if I butchered your name says Vinny jr. Might be one of the best investments in any sport right now. I agree. I've I'm going to say it's that- ghoul ghoul. I'm going to say it's ghoul too. Thank you, Kendall. Um, Chad ghoul says that I agree with what Chad ghoul says. Um, and I, I have written about Vinny jr. For almost the last two years on NoOffseason.com. moved him up this week. Um, he says Vinny all day ceiling much higher on Vinny. Uh, Oh, my shoes says Garland all day. So this is obviously uh, pretty close, but thanks for the, thanks for chiming in there guys. Oh, my Great. shoes might just not, know who Vinny Jr. is. I, I don't want to... Gil. Gil? Chad oh. Gil. What up, Chad Gil? You're the man. Uh, oh, my shoes. I'm not trying to uh, I'm not trying to say that, but Vinny Jr. Is the, might be the best buy in the hobby right now. But Nooffseason.com has said that for a long time. Just saying. All right. So do we go Vinny Jr. or do we go Justin Jefferson? Oh, man. This is a tough one. This is a 2021... So it's his second year Panini black midnight signatures on card auto out of 35. And I know you hate me for these because I like to bring in these that like just have a few little things wrong with them. What do you think here, Kendall? This is a second year, which is wrong. 
This is an on-card auto, which is right. This is out of 35, which is right. This is a sick card, which is right. But there's it's wrong because it's the second year. And, and Panini Black is not necessarily the thing. But again, we got to go, we're going tough gauntlet price range. We're in the same price range. JJ or VNA, JR. I love when Kendall gets silent and he's just like, can't make a decision because it's super hard. That's the purpose of the gauntlet. Silence from Kendall. Uh, the hard part, well, I, I'm cheating a little bit here because I just put an offer in on this Vinny Jr. card. Oh, and, nice. And he wanted was, to get the offer in. And it was not accepted. <laughs> so uh, $399 was not accepted. Therefore, it's at least a $400 card um because he's not going to take 350 for it uh which is where i was assuming that that price could go down to at the best case scenario um so justin jefferson here is interesting i think you could make an offer on this card and it probably ends up getting really low because i would assume um uh, i'm gonna assume let me can you back out of the uh the the okay so this guy's does it say 732 items sold or okay the hut, the hut shop um it's it's tetrical 702 732 items sold 100 positive feedback okay so i'm gonna go ahead and just assume that he doesn't have a whole lot of money invested in this card because it it's not a it's not a it's not a chase card. I, I bet mean, he pulled it. I bet he yeah, pulled I bet it. he pulled it. It was what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at is I bet this guy pulled this car because it's not it's not graded. So he's wanting to get top side out of it. it he's not he you know he's not gonna be patient enough to go send it to PSA, which either means one of two things. Either the guy's looked at it and it's not gonna be a 10, or he's he's just wanting to get money out of it while he can before he sends it to PSA, which neither one of those are a bad idea. I'm just saying like in my process of deduction here, I'm assuming this guy pulled it and it's, and it was a recent pull and he's going to put it in the, in this auction based on Justin Jefferson's performance this past week. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say that you could get this card for quite a bit cheaper than $320. I'm going to assume, but even still midnight signatures, black is never going to get uh, searched. And I am not about investing long-term in uh in players that are non-quarterbacks um i just would never advise anybody to do that no matter who the player is although i think that justin jefferson could have a legit shot at an mvp chance this year um i think he's a great player that's i drafted him in a ton of fantasy drafts i'm not saying that i'm just saying investability wise i'm still going with Vinny jr yeah great analysis there kendall i agree on all those points okay so Vinny jr against oh, Lando Norris. Man. This oh. is a Lando Norris uh, rookie with the RC logo out of 2020 Tops Chrome F1 rookie refractor PSA 10. So you so what I love about this is that okay, we know Vinny JR since you made the offer is at least a $400 card and we know Lando you can get right now for $399.99, or you can make an offer and probably get it for it. I mean, $375. I didn't look at the latest sale of this card. You might want to do that real quick before you give your answer. Um, Arlington Books is selling it. They've they have 90, they have 
3,700 sales with 99.7% positive feedback. So that's amazing. Um, great job by Arlington Books on this. Although carpeting in the background, I'm not a huge fan, <laughs> but I am uh, looking it up. So keep talking. So Lando is a guy that I know Kendall likes. Um, we've talked about this before. He's he's picked McLaren as his team mainly because of Lando, and then he's obviously into Oscar now. Um, that's another reason why he's picked McLaren as I his also team. Also like Ricardo, but that's for different. Yeah, reasons. a lot of people like Danny Ricardo for sure. He's like he's been a fan favorite for a while in F1, and he's legit. You know, legit driver for sure. Had a great career. Um, is having a great career. Not sure if he's completely done yet, but um, yeah. So the Lando refractor. This is just this is one step up from a base card. This is like your prism silver for those of you who don't buy F1 or pay attention to F1. So this is a short print, but not a super short print by any means. Pretty common card, but also very wow. liquid, very liquid card. So I think it's a good I think it's a good buy. I think both of these cards are a good buy. It's going to be interesting this to see. This is very interesting. Kendall Paul. picks. So there was a Tops or a 2020 Tops Chrome F1 Lando refractor um PSA 10 that sold for $600 on July 25th. Okay, yeah. So and it was at an, an auction. Uh best offer. Oh wow. Interesting. So it That's was listed at 750. Person said I'll take 600 and the guy said absolutely because the one right before that sold for uh 150 bucks. Um which that's crazy that that guy even bid $600. But the most recent one that sold was 360. Um so the last two bids of this card PSA 10 were 600 and 360. So quite a difference. Uh the guy who got it 600 for this card probably is laughing his way to the bank. But um yeah, I'm going to say that this is pretty spot on for evaluation. Um 390s are, are they accepting offers yeah they are you can get it for less yep I'll uh, this yeah, i assume that they would that they would take 360 for this this is what i'm gonna say um it hits the thing about lando norris is lando is is a i know i'm a little bit biased as a mclaren uh, fan but lando's a top he's a top shelf driver and the fact that he is in the top uh in the in the sport in the rankings with a, a mclaren card a car that Ricardo literally can't even drive like that shows to me that Lando has some chops basically. And I'm not super experienced in F1, but I know that Lando is a good driver. And I think that paired with another uh, good driver next year in Oscar Piastri, this McLaren team has a chance to fight for third. Um, maybe, 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 maybe even higher than that, but I'm going to say maybe on that, I'm going to say that they'll fight for third next year. Um, assuming that the McLaren car is back to where it's drivable. So Lando is a guy that's going to be around in the sport for a while, and he's either going to keep getting paid mega bucks by McLaren, or he's going to get an even higher promotion. Um, I, I, unless uh, Oscar Piastri just goes bananas next year and Lando ends up being a number two, uh, which would, which is risky as well. Um, because then we won't see him driving out of confidence. We'll see him driving out of like, a scarcity model, which would be interesting, but um, 
I'm going to stand by the fact that Vinny Jr. is the most investable card in in the sport right now or in the wow. hobby right now. And so this I've, Vinny Jr., uh, I've never actually gone to a card and put in a bid on a card from an auction or from one of these gauntlets until today. So that should tell you something uh, that I was willing to pay three ninety nine for this uh, when I when I put that bid in. So, yep, it's a good card. I love it. Vinny Jr. wins. Lando and Darius Garland were very admirable challengers in the gauntlet, but Vinny Jr. Uh, was basically took it all the way through. He was number one and made it all the way through. So impressive from Vinny Jr. Uh, everybody, thanks so much for participating. Uh, we got one more quick segment left. So um, the moves, who is up and who is down at nooffseason.com in the sports card investment report. Um, mainly, I'm going to mention just uh, a couple broad things. So today I revamped the entire football card rankings. That's probably something that... I'm going to have to do every week of the NFL season, even though I talk about our rankings being um, long-term, you know, I look, I, I look at like a six to 12 month window when I put together the rankings and who's going to be investable and liquid, but you know, football season is different. NFL season is very different. So we did revamp our entire uh, NFL rankings. Um, we welcome Justin Jefferson back into the top 50 and we welcome Christian Pulisic into the top 50 for the first time. Um, Kendall has uh, very nicely pointed out many times on the show and on the Soccer Card Strategy Show why Christian Pulisic is a great buy, and he deserves to be in our top 50 right now uh, as we advise sports card investors on how to make money. Um, we've also retooled our soccer rankings. As I mentioned earlier on in the show, for those of you who didn't catch it, we got some uh, some trollish comments from some people on the last soccer card strategy show two people um that's okay but obviously when you get when you get feedback like that uh it really motivates you i mean it motivates me anyway can't speak for anyone else it really motivates me to make sure that i've got everything buttoned up so um there's still a lot of work to do in all of our rankings uh, constantly but i did update the soccer card ranking so you have uh guys like Jeremy pino moving up. You have guys like Pulisic moving up. You have guys like Fati uh, and Caden Clark moving down a little bit. There's still guys that we like, but um, just for one reason or another have uh, switched around all the soccer card rankings. So be sure to check out nooffseason.com. Check out our free rankings. Check out our premium uh, subscriber content. Again, now you get the ad-free experience uh, that my team and I have worked on. And uh, if you want to upgrade right away and save 20%, use the promo code NOOFFSEASON. If you want to figure out how to go premium for free for a year, email me at paul at nooffseason.com, and I'm going to give you the hookup. Kendall, do you have anything else to add before we sign off for Sports Card Strategy Show Episode 47? Here's my uh, my one thing that I just, my 30 seconds of of Paul Hickey giving me a second to talk about anything. FC Cincinnati took a huge three points to this weekend, scoring six goals and Brenner hat trick. Um, this is a big team, big deal for me. We've moved up to sixth in the rankings uh, for a team that's won three wooden spoons in a row, which in, in MLS standards means we were the last team in the standings three years in a row to now be sixth in the playoff spots. Um, and having a positive goal differential is a peach. So thank you for that. 
go FC. I'm even wearing the shirt. Congratulations, Kendall. I'm happy for you. Everybody, I'm Paul Hickey. He's Kendall Lefty McKee. Thank you for watching and listening to the Sports Card Strategy Show, episode 47. And we're going to take you out with the rock. Cue the rock music. music. Have a great day.